Hi, I'm Susie Garden, naturopath and nutritionist, yoga and meditation instructor. Welcome to the Wellness Glow podcast for women who want inspiring and practical solutions to feel abundant energy and vitality on the inside and look radiantly healthy on the outside. Each week, I talk all things gut health and mind-body connection. If you want to find out more about me, check me out at susiegarden.com. Welcome to the show. This week, we're going to talk about a topic that's really close to my heart. Those of you who are regular listeners know how much I love gut health, and I'm also embracing a passion for weight loss and healthy weight loss, using food, not supplements, to get you where you need to be for good health. And many of you may have heard me talk about the fact there is a link between the microbiome in our gut and weight. And today I wanted to talk about that because it's really interesting and relatively new research. So just to give you a little bit of a recap on the gut microbiome, the gut microbiome refers to the beneficial and the not so beneficial bacteria that reside in our intestines. And they're mainly in the large intestine. Sometimes we get some in the small intestine as well. And they used to be called good and bad bacteria, but now we've kind of re- we like to change our language around that because those non-beneficial bacteria are supposed to be there. They're not necessarily having bad effects. It's just if you have the right balance, then everything works really smoothly. And this is your microbiome, this mix of beneficial and non-beneficial bacteria. And we have lots of different microbiomes. We have microbiomes of the skin. We have them in the genital area. We have them in the ear Uh, And so it's really amazing. We need all of these microbes on and in our body to help us function properly. And in fact, and many of you would have heard me say this before, is that you actually have more bacteria living in your body than you have human cells. So it's not so much that you have a microbiome, it's more that your your microbiome has a human, which is you. So that always blows my mind when I even try and think about it. So I try not to think about it too much, but your microbiome in your gut has really important roles. It helps to um, regulate your metabolism. It impacts nutrient absorption, and it also affects weight management. There's a whole bunch of other effects that it has, but I'm talking today just on weight regulation specifically because I, as you know, I like to keep my podcasts fairly succinct and in bite-sized chunks. So if you have questions about other parts of the, of the microbiome, please DM me on Instagram or send me an email, susie at susiegarden.com. And I'm more than happy to uh, do podcasts that are around what you're wanting to know about. So we know that your gut microbiome may help you maintain a healthy weight and even hold the key as to why some of us are more inclined to obesity than others. I mean, we've all, we all know people that can just like look at a packet of Tim Tams and put on three kilos. And there are others that can eat as much chocolate as they want 
and not put on extra weight. So it's kind of like, how is this fair? And this is why it's really important to follow dietary recommendations that are specific for your body type, for your body biochemistry. And that's the kind of weight loss that I love to work with because it's really scientific. So the thing is with your gut microbiome, there's a bunch of research going on in this because obviously we have a real issue in our Western society of obesity. And there are a number of theories around why that's happening. And one of them is related to the gut microbiome. And the thing is with our gut microbiome, we need to have diversity. So diversity means a whole bunch of different bacteria in there. And when we start to lose that diversity, when our bacteria start to get knocked off from certain things, I'm going to go into that in a second, that's when we can start to have health problems because we need that diversity to do all of the different jobs that the microbiome does. So what's really important if you're wanting to work on your gut health is to identify whether or not you do have uh, diversity in your gut or whether you have what we call dysbiosis. Dysbiosis is just an imbalance in the beneficial and the non-beneficial bacteria. So we want to identify if that's the case and then we want to treat it. And it's actually pretty easy to treat once we know that that's what we do need to treat. And the kind of symptoms, the thing is the symptoms are really variable. Some people have absolutely no symptoms. They might come in to see me and they have um, something that you would not necessarily connect to gut health, such as eczema. But we know that eczema can be a symptom of gut dysbiosis. Uh, We know that constipation can be. We also know diarrhea can be. So the two opposites. We know that bloating can be. We know that if you have smelly flatulence, that definitely can be. If you have cramping or abdominal pain, that can be a sign that you have some dysbiosis going on. And even food intolerances with no other symptoms, just food intolerances can be linked to gut dysbiosis. Uh, one of the, or some of the causes of gut dysbiosis can be antibiotic use. And this is a really interesting one. And this is getting a little bit more research going on in it at the moment, because if you think about it, we have a lot of antibiotics in our food chain when it comes to meat production. Uh, if you look at the meat industry, they've known for a really long time, if you feed low dose antibiotics to animals they will put on weight more quickly therefore they can don't have to feed them for as long they can get them from birth to the abattoir in a much faster period of time and therefore they make more money so there is a thought that with this sort of knowledge that potentially there could be a link between antibiotic use in humans and obesity and particularly looking at childhood obesity. And there's a whole bunch of research going on there at the moment because obviously that's a a problem that we're dealing with in our Western society. We also know that there are certain drugs that can interfere with our um, diversity in our microbiome. And uh, one of those is an over-the-counter drug called ibuprofen, which a lot of us take for um, pain relief or fever relief. And so we know that if you have quite a lot of that ibuprofen use, that that is linked to a lack of diversity in the gut microbiome, and then that can lead to dysbiosis and other problems. So we know that there are these links. We also know and we're building this kind of um, theory, we also know that overweight people tend to have dysbiosis. So when they test people's gut, and there's, there's a whole bunch of research studies going on where so we've got this huge database now of 
gut bacteria and demographics. So it's really awesome to have a look at does body shape get influenced by gut bacteria, whether you're an apple shape or a pear shape, for example. Does um, sleep disturbances get influenced by gut bacteria? Like there's a whole bunch of information that we now have. And what we know is overweight people tend to have dysbiosis more so than healthy weight people. Remember, dysbiosis is that imbalance between the beneficial and the non-beneficial bacteria in the gut. And what happens with is this uh, leads to inflammation, so increased inflammatory factors and chemicals being released in our body. And it can also increase our blood glucose levels because there's greater extraction of energy from food. We know our Western diet has increased sugar and it has high fat generally um, and not the good fats necessarily. And so this can lead to weight gain. So that's one of the theories that's being uh, postulated, I guess, around it. Obviously, just as an aside, um, increased blood glucose levels leads to increase potentially in insulin resistance and therefore can lead to diabetes. So again, that's um, another nasty kind of side effect of having dysbiosis. So it's really important to maintain a healthy gut and a healthy gut microbiome. The other thing is, interestingly, is exercise. Exercise actually increases bacterial diversity. So, and again, when you think about it, I mean, we there's a lot of um, uh, research around calories in and calories out. And that used to be the way that um, people lost weight is you looked at the calories going in, you look at the calories going out. And as long as you had less calories going in, then you were you should lose weight. But we know that there are some foods that even though they're high in calorie, they don't make people put on weight. And we know that if people exercise, that helps with a weight loss program. So, but we think of that as being because we're using calories. But in fact, obviously that will be part of it. Let me just put that in there. That will be part of it. But the other part is it increases your bacterial diversity and therefore you have a healthier gut as it were. So that is really important to um, identify whether or not you have this dysbiosis. And it's super easy to do that. There's stool testing is really accessible these days. It's not cheap, but it's really easy to just get a stool sample done. And that's something I love in my job as a naturopath and nutritionist is to do what we call um, GI uh, microbiome mapping, where we look at the whole range of uh, beneficial bacteria, non-beneficial bacteria, yeasts, viruses, um, pathogenic bacteria, like, you know, your salmonellas and things like that. We also look at um, what we call inflammatory markers. So I mentioned before that if you have a loss of uh, diversity and dysbiosis that you get uh, inflammation in the body, right? So one of the things is there's two types of bacteria, beneficial bacteria that we know are linked with healthy weight. One of them is called Acomantia, just excuse my um, pronunciation, Acomantia mucinophila or phyla. And the other one is Cristen Sinella minuta, which 
that's a fairly new one. I haven't heard that one uh, come up as much in the research as I had the acomancia. And um, the thing is with acomancia, acomancia feeds on this uh, mucus that lines your gut. And when it feeds on it, it actually promotes its production. And that strengthens your intestinal barrier. And we know that a weaker gut lining is detected in people with obesity. So we know acomancia is really important for that. These uh, acomancia and Christensenella also produce acetate, which is a, uh, well, we call it a short chain fatty acid. It helps regulate body fat stores and appetite. And the thing is at the moment, certainly in Australia, I'm not sure about overseas, we can't um, supplement acomancia, but we can use food to help to improve our um, numbers of acomancia. So we can try and boost the numbers of acomancia with prebiotic foods. And I'm sure you've probably heard of prebiotic foods. Um, they are fiber. So you should be eating fiber. Anyway, fiber is just so good for you. It makes you feel full. So it's great for weight loss. It feeds your good gut bacteria. It also is really good for mopping up excess cholesterol so that you can excrete the cholesterol that you don't need out of the body. So it's really, fiber is awesome. And there are also uh, some other specific foods that may boost acomancia, such as cranberries, such as black tea, fish oil, bamboo shoots, flax seeds, and rhubarb extract. So um, that is pretty easy to do to boost your acomancia. So that might be something if you are struggling with your weight and you do have some gut issues that you know of, maybe just include some more of those foods in your diet to help boost your acomancia, but also other prebiotic foods more generally, I like your sweet potato, your asparagus, your onions and garlic. Um, there's plenty of them. Uh, so yeah, I, uh, I might in my socials put a list actually of prebiotic foods. Actually, I'm sure I've got it in there already if you want to go and have a look, but I'll put it in again just to make sure we're covering that for you. But um, also the thing is with our um, diet and our dietary interventions is eating the rainbow. You would have heard this before. It's on a lot of advertising, eating the rainbow. And what we mean by that is eating lots of different colored fruits and veggies. And the reason for that is the color of those fruits and veggies is provided by awesome plant nutrients. And a lot of them are things like, um, like if you look at brightly colored, like beetroots and your um, bright capsicums and your carrots and pumpkin, all those brightly colored foods are full of things like antioxidants and polyphenols that help um, reduce oxidation, reduce inflammation in the body. Uh, and so these kind of foods are things that we should be eating every single day. Plant foods are really, really good for your gut health and also for weight loss and maintaining a healthy weight. And we know from some of the studies that have been done in plant-based diets that they do um, improve metabolic markers, so they improve your cholesterol. They will often reduce your inflammation. We can see that in the blood. And we've, there's been some studies done in type 2 diabetes patients where vegan diets have been shown to be more effective at controlling blood glucose levels than a normal diabetic diet. So that's really interesting to know that. 
Uh, so I guess the thing is with all of this information uh, is what do you do? Well, the main thing is to preserve the bacteria that you are born with. That's super important. Now, if you need to have antibiotics, have antibiotics. But if you don't need them, then don't have them. And to kind of get into a uh, a way of preventing antibiotic use is to improve your immune system so that you don't get bacterial infections in the first place. And the way you can improve your immunity, gosh, there's so many things you can do. Even really simple things like improving your hydration. You know, there is a um, calculation if you go anywhere between 33 and 35 mils of water per kilo of body weight, that's what you should be having a day. And if you do your own little calculation, see how close you get to your ideal water intake. And that includes herbal teas. It includes like smoothies or soups, things like that. It uh, doesn't include alcohol, doesn't include caffeine-based drinks or energy drinks and things like that. So work that out. Make sure you're getting enough hydration just for a start. And then um, making sure that uh, if it's winter time, you're staying warm, making sure that if you're out and about, you are washing your hands regularly. I mean, at the moment I'm recording this, we're in the COVID-19 pandemic. So there's hand sanitizer everywhere. Use it because it's not just going to um, uh, imp- prevent infection from COVID-19. It's going to inf- prevent all kinds of bacterial infections as well. So that's really important is to wash your hands regularly, use your hand sanitizer when you're out and about, keep warm if it's cold, stay away from people that are sick. You know, that's a bit of a no brainer, particularly we're all getting a lot more educated in that uh, at the moment. Um, Also to be having a good diet that's full of fiber, that's full of colored fruits and veggies that is good for our gut health and reducing sugar, reducing your um, processed foods, so foods that come in a packet. Make sure if you are buying food in a packet, look at the ingredients and make sure that you recognize all of those ingredients as foods. If you're seeing stuff that your grandmother wouldn't have eaten, then you shouldn't be eating it essentially. Uh, So it's, it's, a lot of this is common sense, but at the same time, sometimes we just need to be reminded of it. So I guess that's probably all I want to talk about with regard to weight loss and gut health today, because I don't want to overload. I might even do a second podcast on this because there is so much more to talk about, to be honest. But my take home messages from today are look at, look after your gut. And if you do have any of the symptoms I mentioned before, then come and see me. I'm working completely online at the moment, so I can see you wherever you are in the world. Uh, There's a link in my bio, if my Instagram account that takes you straight to my um, bookings page, or just message me or email me and we can sort something out. Um, If you are overweight or obese and you want to do something about that, again, come and talk to me. I have some brilliant tools and programs that can help you with that. And I would love to help you. It's it's so such heartfelt work for me. I love helping people with this stuff. Um, And also just, you know, make sure that you are keeping well, making sure that your immune system is nice and strong so that you're avoiding things like antibiotics 
Um, and I think that's about all. So if you've enjoyed this content, I would love it if you could give me a quick review um, on uh, iTunes. Uh, that would just make my day and subscribe. Thanks so much for joining me on The Wellness Glow. I loved having you here. See you again next week. Until then, take care and be well.